anticoagulation, blood thinners, why and how. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about blood thinning medications with our special guest, Dr. Steve Fuller. And thanks for joining us this afternoon on AM680 and FM98.5 WPTF. I'm Mike Davis, and we'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the companies that support our program. We'd like to acknowledge uh, Marley Drug in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. They can mail order medications directly to your door, uh, often at cost even less than the big box pharmacies. That's uh, www.marleydrug.com. Dr. Forrest is a board-certified family physician in Apex. And Dr. Forrest, I'm going to turn it over to you to let you introduce our special guest for the show today. Thanks, Mike. Dr. Steve Fuller is a doctor of pharmacy and a professor at the Campbell University College of Pharmacy. He has over 20 years of experience working in the family medicine setting alongside physicians to manage patients. And he currently works with patients at our practice to help them optimize their medications. He also directs the pharmacy residency for Campbell University and teaches pharmacy students here as well. We are hoping to have him on future shows as a regular guest due to his expertise, but today we are focusing specifically on anticoagulation or what many people call blood thinning. Dr. Fuller, it's great to have you on the show today. Welcome. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. It's a pleasure to be on the show. So our topic today is anticoagulation or blood thinning. And essentially, there are several conditions where this becomes necessary. Some patients form clots too easily because of certain genetic factors, and they're prone to get clots in their legs, which can go to their lungs and cause a deadly condition called a pulmonary embolus. Other patients have heart conditions that we've talked about on previous shows called atrial fibrillation, where the heart can form clots that go to the brain and result in a stroke. Uh, Other patients need blood thinning medications after surgeries or procedures, things like cardiac catheterization or some types of heart surgery. Mm. Uh, Regardless of the reason, though, blood thinners are a commonly used type of medication. And we wanted Dr. Fuller to go over some of those types of medications, the benefits and risk, and also talk about how those are monitored. Dr. Fuller, first, could you briefly explain the three categories of medications that we typically use as blood thinners and why some of those might be better for certain situations. Oh, surely. Uh, first of all, there's three types of what we call blood thinners. There's antiplatelet medications like aspirin and Plavix. And then there are things called DOAX, direct oral anticoagulants like Eliquis and Xarelto and Pradaxa. And then there's, of course, Uncle Bob, the one that's been around forever, Coumadin. Uh, we also refer to that as warfarin, and some of you have actually may have heard of that as rat poison, uh, <laughs> but, but it's not rat poison. But uh, So let me just first of all say that drugs like aspirin and Plavix, although a lot of the people in the public refer to them as blood thinners, they're really not blood thinners. They're antiplatelet drugs. So they are used often to uh, prevent you from having a heart attack if you've already had a heart attack and, and so forth. And so they're antiplatelet medications, and they're usually used once a day. But like blood thinners, they can also cause you to bleed. So if you're on aspirin or you're on Plavix or a drug like that, know that uh, even though they're effective, that you want to tell your physician uh, that you're on it or if you're getting a mole taken off of this type of thing because they can make you bleed. So with most of those medications, if you're going to have a surgery and your surgeon will tell you this, you need to come off of them for about a week before you have surgery. Um Warfarin, I'll go with that one second, or brand name Coumadin is a blood thinner, and it's been around since the beginning of time. So 
Warfarin, like I said, is like Uncle Bob, and we know a lot about Uncle Bob, and Uncle Bob's got issues. But the nice thing is we're familiar with Uncle Bob's issues. So warfarin, or brand name Coumadin, is used in a condition called atrial fibrillation to prevent you from having stroke. So when you have atrial fibrillation, your heart's uh, sort of stagnating in terms of the blood flow. So warfarin keeps you from forming a clot, which go, go to your brain and cause a stroke. It's also used for clots in the leg or the lung. And usually when you're put on warfarin, you're going to be put on that for three to six months or maybe longer and know that it does work. And you want to make sure you move around a lot, um, especially if you're on an airplane or in a car for any length of time, but that you also can have bleeding or bruising. Now, with any of these medications that are blood thinners like warfarin or Xarelto or Eliquis, minor bleeding would be like bruising or bleeding when you brush your teeth. Major bleeding would be bleeding into your bowels and you'd have black tarry bowel movements or stools. So your provider will ask you these questions. Uh, but warfarin is effective. It's very inexpensive, but you have to get your finger pricked at a lab and get it monitored. So that's the downside. The upside is we know how thin your blood is. Doacs uh, like Eliquis and Zarelto are newer. They're once a day. They're expensive, uh, but they also can make you bleed. Thank you so much, Dr. Fuller and Dr. Forrest. Coming up, we'll talk more about what you need to know about blood thinners with Dr. Steve Fuller. He's a doctor of pharmacy and a professor at the Campbell University College of Pharmacy. This is Access Health Radio. We're talking anticoagulants today, or blood thinners on Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. And Dr. Forrest's guest today is Dr. Steve Fuller. He's a pharmacologist and medication specialist working in family medicine clinics for over 25 years. Dr. Forrest, take it away. Well, Dr. Fuller, I think the next question to get to, and you went over some of this, is sort of the risk associated with blood thinning medications. Um, but talk more about, especially the ones that we need to do the frequent lab work with. Why do we need to do that frequent lab work? What, what is the reason for having people come in and checking that? And, and sort of talk about a few of the differences between the different types of medicines that we use for anticoagulation. Sure. So we'll start with aspirin and Plavix, and we said they're antiplatelet drugs. So on a regular basis, um, we're talking about every six months, your physician or your practitioner is going to check something called a CBC, which is your hemoglobin and, and your platelets, to make sure that you're not bleeding internally because it can sneak up on you. So that's a regular thing that they're going to check. Uh, if Obviously, if you're having bleeding, you're throwing up blood or black tarry stools, you want to go in right away, but those drugs can make you bleed. Um, so you're going to check those labs. With Coumadin, you can check a finger stick, of course, and see how thin your blood is. But you also are going to check a hemoglobin and a hematocrit. We call that a CBC. You've probably heard of that before. And we're going to check that about every six months to make sure that you're not starting to have slow bleeding. We can pick it up early and do something about it. Of course, if you're bleeding actively, come in right away and we'll check that. And, of course, the newer drugs, Xarelto and Eliquis, also, since they're blood thinners, they're also can cause you to bleed. So you would come in and check that lab again, a CBC, um, which is a, contains a hemoglobin and hematocrit. We, we can check that to see if you started to bleed. So we, we check that usually as long as you're stable every six months. If you start to have issues with bruising or bleeding, we would check that more frequently. 
And Dr. Fuller, what about the frequency of monitoring for those people that are on the Coumadin? Because that's a, that's a little more frequently. What would you say to the average patient? How much are they going to have to come in per year for that? That's a good question. So if you're on Warfarin brand name Coumadin, we're going to bring you in usually every four to six weeks. Now, it's like anything. If, if you're out of range and you're not where you're supposed to be, they're going to bring you in for safety reasons on a more frequent basis to make sure that you're okay. The normal patient, once we get them in range, which is usually an INR, that's the lab, two to three, we'll check you every four to six weeks. Uh, but if you're having problems more frequently than that. Okay. And uh, what about the cost of monitoring and lab work for people on those blood thinners? I know that, you know, having to do that more frequently, people start worrying about lab costs. And I know sometimes insurance covers that. But a lot of people now have high deductible plans or their co-insurance or copay might be high. You know, they might have a charge for every visit and every lab. Um, so talk a little bit about the cost of monitoring and the lab work and uh, for those people. And what are the typical costs for per month for people with and without insurance? Great question. So if you're you go to a typical uh, clinic, family medicine, internal medicine office that takes insurance, uh, between the, the lab work monitoring and so forth, it could cost you anywhere from 40 to $50. And that's not even including the clinic visit. So if you have a high deductible, we had some patients before where I was that were paying 80 to $110 for a visit for, to check the lab work. Um, whereas if you come into places like where, where we work, where uh, we don't take insurance, but we uh, have a direct relationship with, with LabCorp, uh, it's going to cost you a lot less, it's much, much less expensive. The Coumadin membership is $35 a month, and that includes some of the lab work. So that's a third to a fourth of what the price would be if you went through a regular system. Okay. And and again, the, the, the program that Steve's talking about is something that we do for patients at our uh, office that need anticoagulation. And it's sort of a, a flat price, you know, just like the uh, utility bills, where the power company says we're going to make sure your bill's the same every month. Um, so how that works is we make sure that, you know, it's $35 a month, but that not only includes, um, you know, coming in, seeing us, uh, getting, you know, recommendations and prescriptions for your medications uh, for the anticoagulation, that includes the monitoring, that includes the blood work and everything. So it's sort of a, a fixed set cost just for that anticoagulation management at $35 a month. And uh, Dr. Fuller does a great job with that. His, uh, his patients that uh, have been uh, working with him on anticoagulation for years uh, really enjoy the time he's able to spend with them. That's also something very different, is that many times when patients are getting monitored for this, they may only be able to get the lab work and get a phone call. And in our case, um, we like for people to really understand, you know, how their medicine needs to be dosed. Um, Dr. Fuller likes to go over, you know, dietary restrictions and interactions, uh, you know, making sure people's vitamin K intake is stable and that type thing. Um, so it's really kind of a good way to do it. So, uh, again, in a typical practice, uh, you know, the monitoring and visits could cost you, you know, $150 a month. Um, and with our clinic, our anticoagulation management plan at Access Healthcare, it's only $35 a month, and that includes uh, all those things. Thanks so much, Dr. Forrest. Time now for the Access Health Tip of the Week. 
You know, when you're taking any type of blood thinning medication, also called anticoagulants, you need to be more careful about common injuries like falls, cuts, and especially head injuries. When your blood is thinner, it's more difficult for your body to stop bleeding, and an injury to your brain, like a concussion, can be made much worse, especially if you have bleeding inside your brain. So if you do, I think Dr. Fuller mentioned this, if you notice blood when you go to the bathroom, if you notice large bruises or unexplained swelling or tiredness, you really should seek medical attention as soon as you can if you're on a blood thinner. It's also a good idea to have some type of a medical ID so that emergency personnel will be aware of this if you're in an accident. All right. Thanks so much, Dr. Forrest. Our special guest today with Dr. Brian Forrest is Dr. Steve Fuller. He's a professor with the Campbell University College of Pharmacy. After the break, we're going to summarize some key points. Our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week is coming up. More great information on anticoagulants or blood thinners coming up today right here on Access Health Radio. Welcome back to Access Health Radio. We're talking about blood thinners today, and our special guest with Dr. Forrest is Dr. Steve Fuller. Dr. Fuller is the Residency Program Director for Advanced Training at the Campbell University College of Pharmacy in Bowie's Creek. Dr. Forrest, if folks want more information after the show today, uh, perhaps on blood thinners, or perhaps they have some other questions they would like to get answers to about your practice or about anticoagulants, uh, where can they go to get that information? Well, if they'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, they can go to acchealth.com. That's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com, or they can call 919-363-0190. Again, that's 919-363-0190. Also, after the show, if they have a friend or family member that missed the show or if they want to go back and listen to something again, They can listen to an on-demand podcast at WPTF.com, and we also provide links to that on our landing page at AccessHealthRadio.com. And if listeners want to send non-emergent questions and maybe have those questions answered on one of our mailbag shows, they can go to our website at AccessHealthRadio.com, or they can also send us an email directly to AccessHealthRadio at gmail.com. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. It's time now for our Access Health Trivia of the Week. Well, you know, it's no surprise that Trivia of the Week this week is going to be about blood clots and what we call venous thromboembolism. Uh, Some people call it VTE. Uh, But I was really surprised in doing some research for the show to find out that 900,000 events, almost a million people per year, will have some type of abnormal blood clotting event. And three out of 10 of those people, so 30% of them, will actually have it happen again in their life. Uh, More concerning than that is, you know, blood clots are serious business. Uh, You know, it's not like uh, getting a cold. Uh, So actually one in nine people that have an event like this actually dies 100,000 people each year. Um, And it also accounts for about 25% of the cases of sudden death nationally. Um, So, you know, blood clots are nothing to mess around with, and they're also expensive. When you look at what it costs the system, uh, just blood clots uh, cost $10 billion uh, to healthcare every year. 
If you look at each episode where somebody has a blood clot incident, it costs up to $20,000. So this is expensive stuff. And blood clots, you know, it's a common problem. Uh, I'm sure most of our listeners have a family member, maybe two, uh, that are on blood thinners for various reasons, whether it's atrial fibrillation or, you know, they might have had a deep venous thrombosis from, you know, taking too long a car ride or too long of a uh, episode sitting on an airplane. Uh, in fact, it's, you know, on airplanes now, they have a, a little message in the back of the pocket on many of them that say it's important to pump your calves or get up and walk when you can specifically to avoid this problem. And, you know, we haven't talked much about avoidance, but it is important that people realize that having plenty of good hydration and making sure on long trips that they're moving their feet, moving their calves is really important to that. Um, and Dr. Fuller, do you have anything else to add that uh, we haven't talked about so far? I, I do. A couple of points that, that I think we need to kind of drill down deep on it is that if, if you're comfortable with the blood thinner that you're on, that's great. But whether it's Xarelto, Eliquis, or Coumadin, understand that you can bleed. If the newer medications are expensive, Warfarin or Coumadin is less expensive, and we can check to see how, blood, how thin your blood is. Uh, number two is that if you have high blood pressure, please make sure your blood pressure is controlled because you can bleed into your brain on these medications. And as people get older, a lot of patients are going to start taking drugs like ibuprofen or Advil or Aleve for their, um, for their arthritis. And these medications will make you bleed when you're on the blood thinner. So please make sure you uh, talk to your provider about these points. Dr. Forrest, we've had a lot of great information today about these blood thinners, anticoagulants. Is What are some points that you would like folks to take home today? Well, you know, first, there are definitely medical conditions that require blood thinning or anticoagulation. Um, and those are things like atrial fibrillation, uh, DVT or deep vein thrombosis, uh, certain medical procedures like getting cardiac stents. Uh, and despite the risk, which we've talked about today, uh, of these medications, they absolutely can be life-saving and they can prevent things like strokes and they can also prevent things like pulmonary embolus, uh, which is that dangerous condition where that blood clot goes to your lung. Um, second of all, there are different types of blood thinners. Uh, some of those are, are better for certain conditions than others. Uh, but generally speaking, you always want to go for something with the lowest risk uh, given equal benefits. And, you know, lastly, follow-up medical visits and lab monitoring can be really expensive. So you want to look for programs that simplify and reduce the cost of monitoring uh, and management. Things like what Dr. Fuller mentioned that he does for patients at our office with that flat $35 a month fee. Uh, we really appreciate uh, Dr. Steve Fuller being on the show today. And uh, thanks so much for your insights. You're welcome, and I look forward to being a guest on future programs. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Fuller and Dr. Forrest, and uh, that's all the time we have for Access Health Radio today. That concludes our show. Hopefully you're going to be able to use this information to improve your health, and our scripture this week is from Mark 529 from the King James Version. And straight away the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show. We look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.